Hello, everyone. Welcome to Paradox, Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am Dr. Danielle Lapointe, and my co-host is Dr. Dustin Smith. And today we have Nathan Delaney with us. How are you today, Nathan? I'm doing well. How are you guys all? We are so excited to have you on today. Um, I just came back from meeting you in person at a conference. Um, so thank you for being here. And thank you to Take It Spigot, who um, is our sponsor and makes all of our episodes possible. So Dustin, how are you doing over there today? Man, I'm I'm living the dream in Greenwood, Arkansas, just loving life here. Um, not quite as cold as what Nathan's experiencing right now. Well, it's cold. We just don't have the the snow that Nathan's dealing with up there in Wisconsin. But man, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to have Nathan on. Uh, I've gotten to know Nathan the last, I guess, two years now uh, that we've been, we were in the cohort together. Um, and and Nathan provided some probably unwanted um, banter. Uh, well, he couldn't respond uh, due to some some phone situations. He couldn't respond to group texts. So we, uh, I say we collectively, I can't point fingers, um, but there were some, their initials are, well, I won't even go there. We'll just, uh, Nathan was the subject oh, of some knows. of our banter. Uh, Nathan can respond today. Right, he can defend it. himself. I might get the last laugh on that one. <laughs> he probably could. But what was really fun is Nathan and I got to do uh, the cohort together, and we made some great friends and some great connections with with our cohort group. Um, and again, I can't. I can't say enough great things about what that cohort program is and how you get to be connected with people. I mean, Nathan's in Wisconsin, I'm in Arkansas, and we got to share our vision, got to share what our athletic programs are about, just kind of our leadership styles. Hairstyles. We, we share those. <laughs> One of my buddies says it this way, God only made so many perfect heads and he put hair on the rest of them. So That's right. Nathan and I can really celebrate that but what i'm excited about is just to to visit with nathan nathan has challenged me to be a better administrator be a better leader uh, and, and i'm excited to uh, finally get nathan on here we've had some scheduling snafus we've had some opportunities where um we were going to do this in person but flights really kind of delayed that but nathan is um man he is a dude in in wisconsin um and not just wisconsin but around the world um, he is well known, but in Wisconsin, uh, I, I really like it that you guys call it WADA, um, which is their athletic directors association. He's the president of that and just got finished putting on their state conference. Um, so Nathan, man, I'm excited for you to be on here. And what I want to say, I always ask this question, tell us what the resume doesn't tell us, because I can talk about you being in the cohort. I can talk about you being the president of WADA and, and all the things that you've done. But what does the resume not tell us about who Nathan Delaney is? Uh, well, you know, I think for me, I, became, you know, I'm a lot about my family, you know, my, my daughter's a junior, um, she got to play her first varsity basketball game last night because we started, um, you know, I have a seventh grade daughter and my wife is an educator. Um, so we are around educator and coach. So while athletic, being the athletic director isn't my life, it kind of is, um, you know, we're around the building, we're. Our, we're in gyms, we're on fields, you know, that's kind of what we do. But when I'm not doing that, it's, um, I enjoy golf. I enjoy being on the water in the summer. Um, I used to think <laughs> ice fishing was a lot of fun. 
um, it still is a lot of fun for different for a variety of reasons, but it needs to be the right temperature out. Um, you typically need to have a dog to play play games with when you don't really want to catch fish. Um, but you know, those are probably the the biggest things. I like we like to travel, um, and you know, but a lot of it really revolves around our family and just uh, being able to enjoy time because um, you it's hard to believe that you know we moved here 12 years ago and my daughter was in kindergarten or first grade and now it's time to start thinking about school and college and post high school opportunities and whatever that may bring um, but you know the golf business I'll tell you the thing that you'll see on my resume I, I work in golf I'm a PGA professional and I don't bring, I only bring that up because that's where my love for golf comes. And there's a lot of things that came from that, that have helped me along the way, but kind of also that's why my, I, I really enjoy golf as my recreation, not, not as my job anymore, but. So let me ask this question. You, you said before we got on the air that you've had three or four inches of snow in the last few days. And you said basketball season opened last night if three or four inches of snow fell in Arkansas, they shut down the state. I mean, you can't do anything. Everybody buys bread and water and you can't, or milk and you can't, you can't get anything in the state because they just start freaking out. But you said you played with three or four inches of snow. Does that become an issue for you travel wise in Wisconsin? It does, but it has to be significant and it has to be the right timing. Um, you know, if, if we're going to get a snowstorm, or an ice storm or something like, you know, of that nature. And it's going to start at 1 o'clock. And we know that we're starting to travel at 2.30 to 3.30. Um, then it starts to become an issue. Um, it's funny you should ask about that. That is a good story, though. I'll get to that in a minute when you ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, that but that's, but, um, you know, I, uh, I don't sleep much in the winter um until everybody's home um it, i don't know why that started after, but 16 years later i still you know if, if somebody's on the road and i know there's snow i want to know if they got home or at least got back to school uh so it's just it's just one of those things that we navigate um but we don't shut everything down just because we're going to get 1 to 2 inches of snow you know it's going to well, have to be in that 4 to 8 and then you start having a conversation. I mean, I grew up in upper Michigan. Okay. So you're going to ask, you might ask about where things are. I live in Wisconsin. I grew up four hours north of here. If we didn't just get in buses and start traveling, you weren't going to go very often because Lake Effect <laughs> snow on, a, on Lake Superior where it doesn't freeze over and it snows one to three inches every day. Yeah. So yeah. no. Sometimes it's in trouble though. Yeah, I say, where where I'm originally from in New York, it, same thing. We would not have shut down for a couple inches of snow. Where I am now, I can most definitely say that we will shut down for a couple inches of snow. But but yeah, it's very interesting how different um, regions across the country will react to the same storm. Um, and 
as Justin said, they they shut down quickly. Well, you said a word that I want to draw back to. You said significant. And I want to know what your definition of significant is, because for us, three or four inches would be significant. Apparently, that's not the case in Wisconsin. No, you need, <laughs> you need to start talking that five to eight. Um, and, and it really depends on the rate of snowfall, um, how much it snows per hour, and then the wind. Because those two factors de are dependent on what your visibility is and all those things. Um, but yeah, it's significant has is definitely over four, Dustin. So <laughs> you, I mean, we you, lived in Ohio too in grad school and early on in my career. And you're right, that's different. <laughs> Hills, <laughs> any amount of snow. Uh yeah. And what's crazy for me is you're talking about three to four inches is not a big deal there. Two weeks ago, we were dealing with tornadoes in, in Arkansas. And so you talked about not being able to sleep till teams got home. Well, we were on the road with football. So we had football cheer. They're trying to travel back through storms that were tornadic. Uh, and so obviously you don't sleep during that. But ours is a little different weather situation. Tornadoes, significant um, three to four inches of snow, significant. Um, I could fire significant out a lot for Arkansas that maybe not be as significant for you. Yeah. No, those are all fair things. So what I do want to tell you is if we ever play in a golf scramble, I want you on my team. <laughs> That's what you took out of that conversation. That's what Dustin took out of that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I'm, in, I'm intrigued in how you play golf. When you say golf and ice fishing together, I'm trying to figure out when golf season ends and ice fishing begins. Well, yeah, that's a great question. Golf, I actually golfed on October 28th. That was the last time I'll have played until probably April, if we're lucky. There are some years where it's been May before golf. Now, the year in 2020 when we were all dealing with COVID, the golf courses were the first thing that opened and it was the nicest spring when we didn't have, it was 60 degrees on at the end of March. So we were able to start then and keep walking and get outside your house and not feel so isolated, but it all varies. It can be March to October. It can be made a Thanksgiving. It's just all. Well, and what I'm thinking, and you know, that's what you're you're asking, Dustin. My question is, what is it like to be your golf coach? I mean, or interview, <laughs> come in and have a conversation with you about the golf team. Like, not something I'd want to do. <laughs> no, my golf coach is my girls' golf coach actually plays in the fall, and it's not such a big deal. Um, but my boys, they play in the spring, and first day of practice is usually that last Monday in March, and those first couple weeks are pretty rough so do they come to you and say hey can you give some pointers to these kids I mean do you go out and do some coaching I do I do on occasion I try not to step on toes um, as much as I can um, you know our current coach um, he's the owner of, owner of our golf course in town and or one of them and you know he he's a really good player so he knows and we think we talk a lot um, about golf and course management and all the things that kind of go into trying to help kids because, I mean, that was the first head coaching job I had at 23 too. And there's lots of little things that 
you can try to help kids um, in a six-week season because that season goes so fast. So do you ever play the trump card that I'm a pro or I'm an AD, <laughs> I'm the AD and I get the final say? No. Oh. Uh, no. No, nope, I don't, because if I wanted to do that, then I could coach everything, and I don't have the interest to do that. So right. no, I, I, I try not to pull that card ever. Touche. I get you. <laughs> so you talked about earlier you were four, four hours from where you grew up, um, yep. four hours from, from Michigan. Paint on a map exactly where in Wisconsin you're at. On a map, If you were to look at the state of Wisconsin, and if you were to try to find the very center of the state, that's where Marshfield is. Um, it's two hours north of Madison. It's three hours east of Minneapolis, two and a half, two hours from Green Bay. You know, so it's almost on a, you know, on a straight line between Minneapolis and Green Bay. Do you do you wear a cheese head ever? I've never worn a cheese head, but I am a Packer fan. Okay. For, <laughs> have been for life. So. so you were real pleased on Sunday then? I was very happy on Sunday. It was, you know, it's been a rough year, but, you know, those things happen. Um, high expectations are always high when it comes to Green Bay, and you know when you have the quarterback and talent that they think they have. Do you, Do you ever ride your bike to work just like they do to football practice to the spring? No, that is not training? something I have. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> and I've been That's close a- enough, but I don't think I've ever done that because you guys both know. You can be called away to something at a moment's notice and the bike or the moped doesn't really cut it when it's pouring rain. Right. Mm-hmm. Or well, snowing and it would significantly. Happen, <laughs> it would happen that day that you brought the bike. Oh, sure. absolutely. It would happen. <laughs> There's no question about that. I'm always reluctant just to let somebody borrow my car or to have it serviced. You know something's going to happen that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, COVID brought it to where they come to you now. Yes. Right. <laughs> So now let's get into let's get into the fun, Nate. We can talk about all kinds of stuff. We can talk about the significant snowfall or not significant, or your golf abilities and that are significant. I'm assuming um, if you're a pro, but uh, let's talk let's talk fun. This is what Danielle loves the most is the story time, mm-hmm. and she tried to get you to tell us in advance. And I, I don't like to hear in advance. I like to I like to just react. So I know in your time of being an administrator, you've got to have a story or two. I have a couple stories, but I want to. I'll start with the the one that has to do with weather. Um, a couple of years ago, we were supposed to play a school that's about an hour and fifteen minutes from here, um, and you know we had we were under a winter weather advisory, which is normal for us. I don't know what they are like where both of you are from. <laughs> if you were to get those, what that would exactly entail, but they're not um, normal for us. <laughs> winter weather advisory: two to four inches. You know. 10 to 15 mile an hour winds, not, not such a big deal. Um, however, uh, and we were talking to the, the school next to us uh, or that we were playing, they were going to travel, you know, East, we were going to travel West. They were traveling to play someone else. And it was, it was going to be fine. Well, the next thing you know, their County goes under a winter storm warning, which is a little different, which means it's double or triple the amount of snow. Um, but that was our bus had already left this changed. Um, 
I was bummed because there was not a lot of communication that they canceled their trips. So we were still coming, but they canceled all of their trips. So they, I was, I was not exactly thrilled um, about that, but you know, I got over that piece. Um, there were a couple pictures of the road from the bus that, you know, made me a little nervous. They did eventually get there. Um, I had some upset parents, which, you know, I understood because things changed and there wasn't a lot of communication, but I think where it turns better for me is that they were safe. They got to stay overnight. They had a great experience. And here's how I know they had a great experience. <laughs> every senior night, every senior night for basketball for four uh -oh. straight years. What is your favorite <laughs> basketball moment? The night we got snowed in in this city was the best basketball moment that I will remember. So fast forward last year was the last of the four years of seniors that got to tell that story. So at the end of, so we do an end of year um, athletic awards for our seniors. And during my speech, I, I just kind of told, I said to the crowd, I said, I have a connection with this class. I'm really excited that come senior night next winter for girls basketball, I no longer have to hear. My favorite moment was the night that we got snowed in, in X. And, and I had a couple of the kids in my leadership group and they, they were, I could see their faces and they were just laughing because they turned a bad situation into a very positive and great situation where they felt like that was their best memory. And, you know, when they graduated this last year, that was four years later. So for them to still say that that's their best, their favorite basketball memory, I'm like, all right, well, we did something right because it's still memorable. But I laughed as much as I could this last year when they when they all walked across the stage because <laughs> I was like, I don't have to hear that anymore. I'm really, really excited. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> the pressure is off. I mean, it's not, but it's, it's off temporarily. So let me ask this question. Were they successful on the court? No, they were rattled. So it, it was a bummer. Um, <laughs> so would that lead to them having that their best memory in basketball because they didn't win? Or would it be, you know, over their time as a student athlete? I think we put a lot of pressure on kids to win, win games and make that the most memorable thing for them. But for these girls, clearly it wasn't the most memorable thing. They may have won games, they may have won championships, but the most memorable thing for them was the time that they got to spend together. And I think we need to understand that as ADs, that sometimes it's not the result of a game, it's the situations that they get to make the most of. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing that I tried. That was my message this year to them that I was able to play off of obviously the situation that. <laughs> You know, it's it's never – wins and losses are great, and if you win championships, you know, you are going to remember those things, but that experience is what they're going to take away and that bond that they had. And um, So that was – that was do you know? For me. Do you know what actually happened that night, or you just don't want to even ask? As far as what? Well, they're saying it was the best night, their best memory, like – I have, I, I just <laughs> think happened? that they were able to bond and it was goofy and quirky. And I think, you know, staying overnight always tends to 
change things with teams. Um, we were better coming out of it because they felt like if that's the worst that happens to us and we survive, that's we're going to be fine. How far away but, was it? Literally 75 miles. Oh, okay. So Did, not, not incredibly far. Had they planned to stay, would they pack clothes or would they just have oh, to no, wear the same stuff? Not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I this just asked that because I've got a teenage daughter and I know what her reaction would have been. Hey, Dad, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have my phone charger. I don't have the necessities. Um, and so them just having to make do. Did they go to hotels? They just stay at the school. What, no, what had, we. I did have a. I did have a res- reservation that I worked out to get a hotel because I didn't want our coach to deal with it. I just wanted her to deal with the game and trying to keep them calm and focused. And, you know, I took care of some of that other stuff. So no, it, uh, it was okay. It wasn't great, but you know, like you said, Dustin, I mean, that's their memory. Like that's something that is a pop, a negative turned into a positive And that's what they'll remember a lot about that. Their high school experience. Well, I think we shortchange kids sometimes too. Um, you know, my son was going through school. He'd always say, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And I'd say, well, when I was a kid, we went outside and played. We didn't have the phones. We didn't have the computers. We didn't have the iPads. We didn't have all this technology. We created our own fun. And these kids had to create fun, uh, if you will, just have memories and, and make the best of a bad situation. But kids are resilient. They'll, they'll, they'll surprise you sometimes and make the most out of a situation you think may be dire. They, they end up having a great time with it. Yeah. They had, they had a great time. The adults, not so much, but the kids did. <laughs> well, and that, I get, I, I get why that would be a very stressful night for you. That's yes. not planned. And there's so many things that could not go well. And I'm glad it went well. <laughs> so Especially yeah. when you don't sleep till they get home. Yeah, no, that was one. No, that one I definitely went to sleep on because I knew they were asleep. But okay, you know, the 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 other hard part about that was is I did have other trips that were out and that went and came home and but they went the opposite direction. You know, instead of going west, they went east, and it wasn't the same. So it it just it was just a matter of circumstance. I'm glad everyone was healthy and safe and that they can still laugh and have that be one of their favorite basketball memories. Just not at your expense anymore. No, nah, it's no. not so much at my expense anymore. <laughs> Until the next sibling comes through. Right. <laughs> so how, how did you handle those parents? I mean, what were those conversations like with them to say, hey, we're just going to board them up tonight and just make sure they get home safely tomorrow? I did. You know, I, um, I made once we had made that decision, I sent out an email to all of their parents and just said, you know, I kind of explained how we made the decision to even go. Um, and then just based on deteriorating cir- deteriorating roads and circumstances and talking to the bus company that it was, this is in our best interest to keep them all safe and they're going to stay overnight. Um, for the most part, that was suffice. They were just happy that there was a communication and a decision and some um more information about the thought process but then you know there were one or two parents that were upset that wanted me held accountable i don't know what exactly that was going to mean but you know that 
but we worked through that and my principal was really supportive and our superintendent was supportive and you know you just kind of work through you just kind of work through it and I was apologetic I you know if I had to do it all over again yes I would do it differently I would have made the phone call to their athletic director at 305 and he would have told me they had canceled now to turn our bus around so you know it just I do follow up more regularly now, even <laughs> even after decisions are made, I follow up again. Yeah, it wasn't significant when you left, is what you should have told them. This right, wasn't there you significant go. when we left. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just think about you know just being in that those your shoes, and we always talk about takeaways from these stories. And you know, you, you said you follow up more now, even when decisions are made, but. Uh, I think another key point that you made was the discussion you had. It wasn't just with you making the decision. You were talking to other people, getting them involved in the decision. Mm -hmm. uh, and so once you said, once we made that decision, it wasn't just you flying solo. Sometimes we have to fly solo, make a decision, but you need support of those above you that are going to say, yeah, we had your back through the, this situation. We all agree this was the best thing to do. Yeah. The, when it snows, that's usually not a, solo decision made just because it's it's a little more complicated and you well it's a hard decision i mean is. any all weather just related decisions are hard because you never know if you're making the right call okay is it going to be worse is it going to be is it going to miss us you know you're relying on only the information you're giving by the weatherman so i definitely think that it's a hard thing but you're right the safety is the most important thing and, you know, once you figure that out, you, you did that. So I don't know how many things you could do differently when it comes to weather. Sometimes it just, it just happens and things just change quickly. Right. Um, was this a, was this a weekend or was this during the week? This was a Tuesday night. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and your daughter wasn't on this team, right? No, no. My daughter's only a junior. She was still in seventh grade. No, eighth grade. <laughs> oh I'm sorry I mean, just to complicate that. things it being, a, it being a weekday if it's a weekend there's not so many people upset but a weekday yes well and on the weekends you're you're you guys know you're flying a little more solo than you are during the week not everybody is as readily available to offer opinions you know. <laughs> until after the decision's made they'll well, offer them in <laughs> well and especially you know those sports like wrestling or gymnastics or, or cross country, you know, that leave five thirty, six o'clock in the morning because they have weigh-ins or they have X, Y, or Z. Those are a lot more complicated. Yeah. Especially if it's a Saturday morning and nobody else is around to talk Correct. to five 30 in the morning. You know, it's kind of like, I'm fine to have the conversation about, should we go? Should we not go? The one I don't like is when the bus doesn't show up. That's the, that's the worst one. That's the one I can't control. So are you, are you, a does a, does the district provide the buses or do you contract with a bus company? We have a district wide contract okay. with a bus company. See, we so have these are school that drive. buses. Um, 95% of the time, but the kids that went on this trip that we're talking about, they were on a coach bus. They were on a motor coach. They're on okay. Yeah. See, and I, it complicates things for me a little bit because my coaches drive. So yep. we take the yellow buses and, you know, they're between here in Northwest Arkansas, there's like 12 bridges that are like 
a lot of feet off the ground. Uh, and so oh my God. <laughs> bridges ice before the ice. roads do. Yep. And so your coaches are panicked anyway. And so we take the travel really serious, especially going up and down the hill because of the, well, I mean, the consequences could be pretty bad if you, if you mess up. So our ramifications, it could be significant yes. um, in the terms of Nathan. Um, but that, that complicates things for us because it's not a bus company that does it. It's, it's our coaches that are driving. Right. I well, and not school, so. well, no, not only do you, are you guys talking about having to make like decisions to keep the safety of your teams and your coaches and your kids, but now you're also adding the whole thing of rescheduling and figuring all of that out on your plate too. That goes hand in hand. So like once you get over like, this is the call I made. I'm glad I made this call. I'm sticking to this call. And now you're like, all right, now I got to fix what I just did. <laughs> Reschedule it and figure out when there's gym space and all of that. So there's a lot that goes into these cancellations due to weather that I think are definitely affected more in the northern states. And like, hats off to to everybody who deals with that because it's not a good time. No, it's not. I, and it, but it's, but you're right. I mean, there's, but you take the rescheduling part out of it, except in the spring, rain's different. Rain is not snow. Rain is not ice. Um, but yeah, the winters, the winter is definitely something you got to think about. And when's baseball season for you? Starts in March. Starts in it's March. Kinda like, it's kind of like the golf season. <laughs> yeah, bitter cold early and then. Yep. We play games in the 40s. Ooh. Is there a cold oh, that... like it's too cold to play? Um. We've started to try to have one. Um, once it gets under 40, then we need to seriously start looking at the wind chill. Um, but, and there are conferences in our state that do do that, have, you know, set standards for things, but we try not to. We, <laughs> we need to be flexible because sometimes, you know, it could be 40 degrees on May 20th, and that's the last regular season date, and it's the last conference game. You know, and some. What are you? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you make that up, and do you have a conference tournament, or does it impact state? Is it even worth playing, or is it senior night? All the stuff that you can go into mm -hmm. a May twentieth game with forty degree weather. Yep. Whew. I remember. I remember our warm up in in high school. Um, we'd have to shovel the field. There'd be a dusting or a couple inches in the field, and like our warm up for lacrosse. Yeah, I believe that shoveling, shoveling the field before we could even practice. And if you know, you think lacrosse balls are hard normally. Wait until that thing gets cold and frozen. It's much harder. Much, well, much you're harder. You're cold ball. too. It's not just the ball, but it's you who's cold too. So it, it compounds it. Yeah, yep. for sure. Mm -hmm. So, yep. maybe I, I'm sure maybe you have another weather story, but maybe you don't even want to talk weather. Maybe you got another mm -hmm. story that you just want to fire out there because you said you'd start with weather first. Well, I started mm -hmm. with weather first because we were talking about it. we did. Mm -hmm. I did have to shovel off lines uh, two years ago during COVID because it's on October 20th. It snowed four inches while we were playing a regional soccer game. <laughs> it did not snow the entire first half. Not at all the first half. With 20 minutes to go in the match, it was fully covered with two to three inches on it. Wow. You're running around on a whole. So we, I had my maintenance guys. We were, 
I didn't need my jacket anymore, let me tell you, because it was heavy and wet. And but anyways, no, I you know, the the other I was thinking of two other stories that have kind of kind of jogged my memory, but the first one when I to, I referenced the whole golf thing and I literally was a 23-year-old head coach in golf in in Cincinnati. And you're, you know, you're naive and the parents and the kids, they, they want to have a potluck before we start the season. So I'm the naive 23 year old. I go over to this house, which is fine. The kids all go back to our, our football scrimmage and the parents kind of start drilling me. You know, we start talking about, well, I'm going to drive much like your coaches drive Dustin, I was going to drive a van because I'm only taking five kids. I don't need to take a whole full school bus for five kids. Well, the one parent goes, well, can you drive? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I can drive. I've been driving for eight years, but you know, I mean, is there an issue? And he's like, no, you're just, you're just about as young as it can be. I said, yep, that's probably true. And we kind of move forward and, He's laughing. I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well. This is just not good. <laughs> but probably the most cringeworthy part, and I know you asked about funny and cringeworthy. This is more cringeworthy for me. So I had two kids that were very competitive. They'd probably been the most competitive kids in their class with with each other growing up. And I, I talk about some ethical things and some standards that I was going to have as a program. And the next thing you know, we're talking about cheating and being honest and things that apply to golf. Not that they don't apply to every sport, but they apply to golf specifically. Next thing I know, there's a golf ball flying at me. And I, I, it kind of hits my hand and it kind of just drops. And while it's in midair, this parent goes, what are you going to do about this? And I just kind of paused for a minute. I, kind of gathered myself. I picked up the golf ball, the most important thing, because, you know, I dropped that all over the dining room table. And <laughs> uh, so I pick it up and I kind of, I kind of glance at it and I see, I see what's written on it. So I know where, I know exactly where this is going. Um, Even though I didn't, I knew exactly where it was going. You know, I just got done talking about ethics and cheating and what am I going to do about it? And, you know, I just, I looked at the ball. I looked back up at the parents. I said, you know, this isn't the right time for this, this, but I'll deal with this in due time. And, you know, I'll follow up with X, Y, and Z. And I didn't say who it was because I didn't tell anybody. And, you know, I just kind of moved on. But I'm like, why do I want to do this? Like, this is what these parents are going to do. Like right in front of each other, they're just going to call, they're just going to call you out and then basically call, you know, X, this son is, a, you know, this player is a cheater because this kid wants to play. And I mean, it was a battle. It was a, I mean, I dealt with the situation and I, we worked through it. Um, but it was a battle because those two were freshmen that year. And this was my first year coaching. So it was a battle for three years, and then the one student left and went to a different school, which was which was fine. I mean, it was a bummer for our team because we would have been really good, but your first experience as a coach should not be someone throwing <laughs> something at you trying to figure out what you're going to do next. I mean, it's just that's just 
it was just ridiculous to me. At a potluck. No, At a potluck. No, I mean, right. At a potluck. <laughs> and all while you're, you know, you're talking about driving earlier, but like you're also too young to rent a car too. Like on Enterprise says, you can't rent a car yet. Not yet. <laughs> They're trying to deal with all of this, and like oh, it was brutal. <laughs> I mean, I think what? about that to this day because it makes me laugh. I don't know if it will make others laugh, but it makes me laugh because who? Damn. Still struggling with it. I just can't get. I can't get over that part. Well, who does that? I never. The twenty-three-year-old first-year head coach. The twenty-three-year-old first-year-old head coach. Let's see what what buttons we can push and what what he's. (laughs) Let's see how far we can get with this guy. Right. Oh, that's exactly what they were thinking too. That is actually what they're thinking. I I went home and I looked at Amy and I was like, ah. I don't know that I should be doing this. This is, <laughs> this is nonsense. I didn't do. I didn't get into this for to do this. Well, but. at what point did you have a conversation with those kids and say you aren't leaving me at at the house by your by myself? Yeah, I don't know that I ever had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to be in all real in all honesty, that the parent the parents of the two kids knew who each what it was and what. It, and you know the the parent the parent that of the kid that was kind of being accused they they kind of talked to me before they left and i just reassured them i said you know there's more to this story and just i'll look into it just try to stay calm and we'll we'll figure it out but <laughs> i walked back in the house and <laughs> the senior parents are like we got your back on this, but that was ridiculous. And they just, I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. But you know, that was a sign for it's time for me to go as much as I'd like to stay. I, I need to go. <laughs> Did you really go. want to stay is the question. That you're like I need out. I need out now. I feel like in all of your stories so far, there's like a theme, like, you know, that song, like, should I stay or should I go? It keeps popping up like in my head. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. That's all right, though. <laughs> At least you know that there's had to be decisions to be made. Maybe they weren't the best all the time, but they were some decisions. So as you leave this place and you talked about talking to Amy um, and, and talking about that situation, did you, did you ever talk to your AD and say, hey, I was put in this spot? Um, who did you reach out to and say, give me some advice on how I should have handled this or if I could have handled it different? Let's see. So that would I you know what? I actually. I was a grad student um, in the athletic department at Xavier University at that my first year, and I talked to a couple of my um, colleagues that were academic advisors as well, um, and I talked to our head academic advisor who worked with our men's basketball program, and those were the people I talked to, and then, you know, I became friends with um, other coaches in our conference very very quickly because you know we started the next week and we had five we had five tournaments in a in a week um, in August and so you see the same people and I just I just asked them is this normal should I expect this you know <laughs> I mean 
because uh, the athletic director was actually new at the school, so he didn't have necessarily <laughs> the history with the former coach. And so I just, I just kind of was like, I moved to Cincinnati to make my own network and try to do it on my own, you know, away from what I was used to and normal. And um, I just felt like I went the right way and try to just see see if anybody else got to experience the fun of golf balls being thrown at them at a potluck. So did you have conversation with said kids at I any did. point? And did you have the, did you have to straighten that out or was there an issue throughout the year with those two? It, there was always an underlying issue until, you know, the one student transferred to a different school. Um, but it, the issue kind of, went away so to speak because they were no longer competing for the same spot because they were both good enough so that they were always both playing but there was always this underlying um needling that I always had to I always felt like I had to deal with and referee and it didn't matter how many times I would have the conversation um it kind of just kept going on and on did you did you have to have conversations with potluck parent um, or can we call it a pissed off potluck parent or whatever? I, mean, I, I did. Have that. I did. I didn't have to. I did. Um, and it it went okay. I just asked. He said, "If there's something that comes up, that's not the venue, because everybody else didn't need to know. Right now, everybody knows that there's an issue, and not everybody else needed to know there's an issue. Let you know. I, I just you know. I kind of." I kind of came from that lens that everybody doesn't need to know the business that these two students have going on. Yeah. It's not public. I mean, it doesn't no. have to be public. It can be between those two. And obviously you were involved in that now because you got thrown a golf ball at you. But um, yeah, I just try to imagine being 23 and in that spot. Um, we talked we talked with Chris Hobbs and he was a 23 year old physical education teacher and he was drilling people with a hundred mile an hour. I heard that. And here you get a golf ball thrown at you at 23. I'm trying to think of like what's going through the parents' head. That was like, this is a good idea. Like this is an acceptable thing to do. I'm going to show him like, God. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was to embarrass me or to put me on the spot as much. I just think they wanted to see if I was going to react and to try to put someone else's kid in a bad light, which I just, I don't have time for. And I, that's not why I'm there. And yes, I have to deal with it, but we all do that. You know, we still have to protect kids. Even when they make mistakes, we still have to protect them. Even if, even if parents and adults don't want you to. <laughs> well, I can tell you what I don't want to do. I don't want to have a potluck with you around. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't go to very many potlucks. I don't go to many, very many award ceremonies unless I'm in charge of them now. <laughs> I mean, great <laughs> life advice for ADs out there. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it is the truth. <laughs> that's amazing i mean i've got some life mottos one is i don't stay in a hotel with a number in it and two i don't intercept a punch intended for somebody else nathan's are i don't go to awards assemblies or potlucks unless i'm in charge of them great sound life advice (laughs) 
I wish it didn't have to be like that, but it is. I wish it didn't have to be like that. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it though, Dustin. Who who was it? Uh, was it that got pushed into the the buffet? Oh, that was Scott Jarvis. Was it Scott? <laughs> well, was it Scott? <laughs> gravy <laughs> gravy all over him or pushed into a buffet from behind so like potlucks aren't safe for ads is what i'm taking away from this, that's, this is that's a well he, he was a coach at that point he wasn't the ad he was a coach but yeah you're right you're right apparent like tackled them from behind like into the food or something like that if i remember correctly yeah it wasn't good but you think about i mean Tip my hat to you again, Nathan, for being still involved in athletics after that situation. I mean, your first year, somebody throwing that at you, um, literally throwing a golf ball at you, but also that situation, you're thrust into it. We don't get to pick those situations. Mm -hmm. If we pick those situations, we probably wouldn't, we we probably have a lot more people staying in athletic administration, but we don't get to pick those situations. We just have to be in it and I mean, part of my sarcastic side would have been just grab the ball and throw it back at him and say, how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to deal with this, me throwing it at you? But you handled Bad yourself idea. well and so said, this ain't the time to do it. <laughs> oh, Way better bad. than what Dustin did. <laughs> I wish I, you know, probably this, they do that to me today. You know, I either walk out or I just be like, I, I'm like you, I'd probably toss it back at him because I'm like, you you don't understand just walk away but yeah i don't have time for your little childish games correct <laughs> correct which i'm sure would also go over very well oh incredibly well <laughs> incredibly well <laughs> i just yeah i just think of the uh what do they call it? intestinal fortitude of that that parent to be able to throw that at you and just say, "Hey, we're going to see what happens," um, and just kind of. I mean, I, I I just don't know that. I mean, I question obviously the intelligence behind it, but um, again, kudos to you for being able to handle that right and say this ain't the place to do that. We can have that discussion, but this isn't the place to do it. Yeah, I try not to think about how you get to that point where that you think that that's a good idea, right? <laughs> Which is really the podcast. The reason we have this podcast is because a lot of people get to a point where we're just like, this isn't a great idea, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Note to self, don't throw balls at people. Yeah. At a potluck for sure. Yeah. Uh. Oh, man. I mean, I think, I mean... I just I just try to process these scenarios and the situation that you were in and and to be able to I mean I, I just cringe because it you said it earlier, you cringe, but that was your first year. Uh -huh. That was your first I don't want to say like team function, but it could have been a team function. <laughs> first ten days. That was the first ten days. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go back to your grad oh, program and say, I'm out? You didn't put this in any of the coursework. I'm out. No. No, apparently I'm glutton for punishment. I don't know. I, yeah, you I, stayed I, in. I just, <laughs> you do things. Maybe that we can just blame it on Ohio. That's what we'll do. O-H-I-O, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> but it gave well, me a great, I, it was a great opportunity and platform to get to where I was today. So it's all right. 
Well, and I, I appreciate you sharing that because there's going to be other days, other, you know, 80s out there who have had a very bad first experience right in the beginning or it, you know, coaches either way. But I also feel like we've drummed up some like deep feelings for you between having to never think about no win, <laughs> night again, and then your first 10 days as a coach. Those are not the best. So I, I appreciate you sharing those because um, I do think they're valuable and people are going to be able to be like, oh, it's not just me started like that it's it's not just you or me (laughs) well look where he's ascended to he's the president of WADA I mean he is he is somebody in the state of Wisconsin for sure and he started out the old song started at the bottom now I'm here that may be applying to Nathan right here he's a pro AD right now that's what he is Uh, pro AD (laughs) I don't ever go there don't ever go there. There's always something to learn. There's always something to learn. Well, and the unfortunate thing is there's always another day and there's no telling what's going to happen. Um, and and parents, I heard this statement the other day, actually in a cohort meeting. He said, parents are never going to be objective about their own child. Uh, and, and you think about that, even in that situation, that parent was going to be objective. It was going to be the other kid's fault no matter what. Uh, And so we've got to process some of that as leaders, that parents are going to be very, they're going to be very honed in on their kid um, and their kid will maybe not do anything wrong. And we've got to deal with that um, and balance that, whatever that is, as an AD. Every day. Yeah. Every day. (laughs) You have to try to empathize and be sympathetic, but at the same time, Got to be able to look at it from a different lens. Well, and, and you're a parent of a kid that's in, in high school. I mean, do mm-hmm. you ever sit there and think, man, I can't act that way because I've seen how crazy some parents are. Um, and, and I don't want to ever get to that point. Even with my kid, I'm like, I'm not going to fight that battle because I understand what the AD is going through. I understand what the coach is dealing with. I'm not going to be the idiot that piles on because we got enough of those that are dealing with they're dealing with anyway i'm just gonna go with yes <laughs> i could go i could go a lot i could go that sword i appreciate i could go a lot deeper um but those are conversations that i mean imagine that so you have my daughter's a junior her dad's the athletic director her mom is the freshman volleyball coach she plays basketball and volleyball i played basketball in college so and I've coached my both of my daughters in basketball. So yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I fully support both of the coaches that we have. And I I try to stay in the AD world when it comes to my kids. And sometimes that doesn't always go over well in my own family. Um but I think it is the fairest thing to do for my kids because then, well, you're the eighties kid. That's why you're playing or that's why this doesn't happen to you. Or so I try to just stay in what I call level land where I don't go up and down on the roller coaster of emotions when it comes to their experience. Don't get me wrong. Internally, it's way different, but externally, you just, you can't, you just can't. 
Yeah. So you talk about it in your home. My wife is always like, I thought you were competitive. How how are you not getting upset at this? And I'm just right. like, I, I, I've seen it and I've seen what it does. And I don't want my daughter to be that label. Oh, you're the AD's kid. So that's why you're on the team. You didn't get cut because of this. And um, I just won't let the emotions outside dictate how I'm perceived um, or how my daughter's perceived. I try to do what's best for her. Uh, even though my wife wants me to be a little more, how we, how should I say it? A little more dad, dad, right. And and there are times I've told them we we had a, we had a little league football. We have a little league football program here. And, and my daughter was a cheerleader. She was a sixth grader. And so we had a game on the road. So I go to support her being a cheerleader and there for the other team, a parent comes out of the stands and fights the coach wants to I mean really swinging everything and they're like Dustin what are you gonna do I'm like I'm a DAD today I'm not the AD I'm just gonna sit here not my rodeo not my goat roping I'm just gonna sit there and With, watch this happen it's one of your rules right you don't get in the way of a punch tendon for someone else that you just right. know that's I'm get tired out before I jump out there but <laughs> maybe I should have talked to you about this before I experienced that last year <laughs> well, <laughs> I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to to be with us today and and to share your experiences as as much anxiety as they've caused you <laughs> over the years. Yeah, it's all right. Somebody will laugh, or somebody will have an experience just like it. Well, and I I think that's that's the point of why we do this. We do laugh and we do have some fun, but we want takeaways and we want to try to help our profession and help people understand, Hey, this happens to people. And sometimes you're an island by yourself, but there are other people across the country that have the same kind of situation that you're going to deal with. So you provided some insight to people. You provided some laughs. Um, Some people are probably, you may go home and cringe just thinking about these stories again. But what I can tell you is when we get to Nashville, I want to sit down. I got a story. I want to tell you about a golf program that I won't tell on here, that I just want to tell you and get your perspective from a golf former golf coach. All, All right. I Fair know enough. is that when we get to Nashville is I'm just going to like throw a golf ball at him out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. I better have be looking then. She'll, she'll be in the be a soft hall, next thing you know, here it comes. So soft if, toss, don't worry. <laughs> you didn't happen to be at the Tennessee Ole Miss football game last year, did you, when they threw golf balls at Lane no. Kidd? <laughs> He wouldn't do that. He knows how it feels, Dustin. He yeah. wouldn't do that. <laughs> I have, yeah. I don't think I would do that, no. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But, Nathan, I do want to tell you thanks, man. I appreciate you working around our scheduling conflicts and being patient yep. with us. But I appreciate you jumping on here and taking a chance on us. No, I greatly appreciate the time. And hopefully, uh, you know, I'll look forward to seeing you both in about three weeks. It's not that far away. No, I'm excited. It'll be fun. It will be. So thank you, Nathan, for being with us today, um, to my co-host Dustin, but also to Ticket Spigot, who is the NIAAA official ticketing partner, but also for WADA as well. So all of you listening in Wisconsin, uh, shout out to you guys as well. So thank you, and we'll be back next week with another episode. 